0: Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Well, hello. My name is Marnie Clark, and I'm your host today. We are going to start with Isaiah 55, uh, one through two. Come, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Well, as you know, Meet Me in Isaiah is a podcast, it's a movement, it's a project where we highlight Jesus In the book of Isaiah, Um, Jesus was prophesied in the book of Isaiah 700 years before his birth, and so a lot of times we actually focus on Isaiah 53 because that chapter just so beautifully describes who who Jesus is, what he would do for us, and now as we read it, we can read it and see what he actually did for us. Well, I am still, even as a a Christian for 40 years, um, I am still trying to get these truths into my heart. Like Sometimes my brain understands what I've read in Scripture for so long, and yet I just really want my heart to understand it in a way that my life reflects it. Because sometimes I think there are things that we have just believed um that we operate from a place that's not true so for example um for me i have known since i was a child a very small child that jesus died for my sins that the only reason that i'm able to go to heaven is because jesus lived a perfect life and because of his record I get to be in heaven, Um, and so I know that it's nothing that I can do, and of course, the verse in Isaiah 53 that so beautifully um, prophesies about that is uh, Isaiah 53, 6. It says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So, with that, you know, I guess I understand that, Um, but yet, when I read these verses, like in Matthew 7, 7, where Jesus is saying, ask, and it will be given to you, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and to he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And so when, you know, and then the verses, I believe it's maybe in John 14 where Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm going to flip in my Bible while I'm talking to you to make sure I'm giving you, okay, it's actually John 16. Um, he's talking to the disciples in John sixteen twenty three, and says, um, this is the middle of John 12, uh, 16 23 he says I say to you if you ask the father for anything in my name he will give it to you until now you have asked for nothing in my name ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full and so you know also in John 10:10, 10, 10 Jesus says he came to give us the abundant life And so, so many times in my life, um, I'm reading those verses and I'm I'm thinking, yeah, but, you know, I've asked a lot of things in Jesus' name. I've asked for certain things. Um, Sometimes they're just really good things. Like for... um, specific things that that look like would be great for myself or other people that I think would give glory to God's name, and yet I don't really see those specific prayers answered. And so I actually, in thinking about this and thinking about how Jesus said, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And thinking about those verses, I prayed last night, I'm like, please God, help me to understand what that really looks like for me in my life, where I am right now. Because I can read that, and I can understand it, and I can believe it by faith, but I need to be able to operate out of that belief in my everyday life. I need that to affect my life right now. And so, it's interesting because I believe God actually gave me a dream last night. Um, I do dream a lot, and sometimes when I dream, it's obviously just my mind, just, you know, thinking about things, that, trying to get rid of things in my brain that I've been thinking about. And sometimes the, the dreams don't make any sense, but... Last night, the dream really felt like a parable. You know, when Jesus was on earth, he told a lot of parables to try to help the audience understand what he was trying to explain to them. Um, He was giving them pictures so that they could understand, so his disciples could understand the truths that he was telling them. Well, of course, I asked last night. Uh, for our God to help me better understand what that means, coming to the Father in jesus 's name um, with jesus 's record and so I dreamed last night and um before I tell you this dream, of course, as you know, with dreams, some things, some facts in the dreams are like they are in real life and other facts are not really true. So, because I'm someone who completely hates misunderstandings or for people not to understand, I'm going to kind of tell you um, some of the parts that I'm like, hmm, yeah, that part's not really True of my life, but that was what it was like in my dream. So, all that being said, last night, I dreamed that I was looking for a house. That Clay, my husband, Clay and I were looking at this house and we had actually applied. um, We had put in an application, I guess, for credit um, for a loan for the house and the house was beautiful. it was so big and I was walking around and I was going, "Oh my goodness, there's so many things that I've really wanted and this house has a lot um, to offer and it was it was just enormous. It had lots of storage space it had some things I really wanted. Um, it had this ice maker that um, with my favorite ice like you know, the really crunchy little small pellet ice. Um, it just, it had a lot of things that really appealed to me. And so, my real estate agent in the dream pulled me aside and said, hey, um, I'm having some trouble with your application because um, what what you didn't tell me is that you had been charged with a felony. Um, and... This is really, like, they're not going to give you this loan. Um, I'm having to jump through a lot of hoops. There are a lot of delays. Um, Side note, um, that part have not been charged with a felony. But anyway, um, I digress. So, um, So, I'm telling this lady in my dream, this real estate agent, I'm saying, but the charges have been dropped. I was pronounced not guilty. Okay, so why is this, what's the problem? Why can I not get this application approved? And she was like, well, your name's on the application and they're not letting, they're not letting this through. And, and I was very frustrated. Um, and then I thought, well, you know what? I, I told her, well, I don't really understand why my name has to be on the application because my salary doesn't really bring that much to the, the application process. Like Clay, my husband, makes the majority of the of our income by far. And so he could qualify for this house without my name being on there. Like why can't um, why can't we just have it in his name? And and then in my dream I thought a lot of people think I'm crazy, you know, but I do trust Clay completely. And I know that since we're married, everything that he has is mine. And I know that he's not going to leave me. And I know that he what, he will just give me everything and allow me to have anything that is his, especially um, because of how kind he is. And I just trust him completely. And so once that was settled, Um, it was, it was like, oh, okay. So we got the house and I'm walking around the house and I'm noticing that there were a lot of things that I had always wanted in that house. A lot of my desires were there. And then I looked around and I was like, huh, well, you know, these closets are not exactly kind of what I had wanted. But they're really pretty awesome, and I think they're going to work. In fact, they may work better. Um, and and there was just endless storage space. It was all all these things, that, but it was a surprise. It was like, I wonder what this house actually is as I was walking through it, knowing that it was mine. Um, and so, you know, I really, in thinking about that dream, it really brought home a lot of, a lot of ways in which I am operating in my in my Christian life, of course, um, in Scripture it it calls us um, the church, um, believers, the bride of Christ. That um, we are in Christ, and so obviously in my dream, Clay, as my husband, I believe represented Jesus, um, and so. I, I had to stop bringing what little I have when I was asking for this house. So, I had to literally ask for this house completely in Clay's name. So, if we're, if we're using the analogy, um, I had to ask completely in Jesus' name for whatever it is. Whatever gift God was going to give me, um, which in this case was this beautiful house. Um, Unless you think that this is a prosperity gospel or saying that God will give us wealth if we ask in Jesus' name. Like this, I believe, this parable had nothing to do with actual wealth, it had to do with. The abundant life, how I was living. So I was living in this house, you know, having things that I had wanted, desires that I actually had in my heart. And then sometimes the life looked completely different than I thought it would. Some of the part of the house looked different than I ever could have imagined it would have looked like. Um, But I couldn't get that at all if I was trying to bring something of my own merit to the table. Obviously, in my dream, I was very confident that the charges against me had been dropped because I knew that um, that there was nothing, um, there were no charges against me, um, that that shouldn't have affected my, my application. And in my Christian life now, it's that way. I know that Jesus is... Um, death that he did take my place, and that um, God has promised to give me eternal life, and that there are no longer charges against me that I have been declared not guilty because of of um, that gift, but then when I come to him and ask for the abundant life for the the love, joy, the peace, the patience the the adventure, um, anything that God would give me that would put um, my life in the category of the abundant Christian life, if I'm coming to Him, and and thinking, well, you know, I've done this, um, I've been good, I have worked hard, I have, um, <laughs> I have prayed this many hours, I have. Memorize my Bible. I've gone to church. And so, even though in my head I know that those things don't buy me the abundant Christian life, um, I think I kind of operate in that way without thinking about it. And God says, um, actually, also in Isaiah, um, I'm going to flip to it, make sure I'm telling you this correctly Isaiah 42. um, God says he will not share his glory with another. And so when he gives me good gifts, um, he is not going to share that glory with me. Um, It is not anything of my merit. I know that my salvation, my eternal life um, has nothing to do with my merit but also those good gifts that God gives me, those, those things that um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, um, all of those things, um, that has nothing to do with what I can bring to the table. I cannot put my name on the application for those gifts. And, you know, in James 1.17, it says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, the Father of lights. And so when I'm coming to the Father, which is the question that I asked last night before I went to sleep, please help me get that into my heart. How is it that Jesus brings me to you i know that he has paid for my sins and that is how how i can can live in heaven but how is it that i can boldly approach the throne um with jesus and and ask for these wonderful good gifts from the father and um And I just believe that dream really was so beautiful that I wasn't realizing that when I'm presenting my request to him, I'm really trying to bring something of myself to the table, thinking that there is something that I've done to earn some of this abundant life that is promised to me through Jesus Christ. And so... There are many, many verses um, that I could share with you um, to kind of flesh all of that out. But I'm going to list these verses in the show notes so you can go and, and study some of this this on your own. Um, I hope that that helps. Um, I do see why when Jesus was on earth, he told a lot of parables. Because it just, when when it's something you can relate to, in your own life, it's like, okay, maybe I understand a little bit more. Um, and you know what? Tomorrow I probably am going to need another parable to help me understand it even more. But I hope that was helpful to you. And um, again, I'm just so grateful that you've joined us as we have, again, met Jesus in the book of Isaiah so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and check out our website, meetmeandisaiah.com, so you can join the Meet Me and Isaiah movement.